fucking die to get three points. And they're here. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm not playing mind games. I'm talking about facts. He can't take it, can he? He can't take it. He just can't take it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
if you well, were this to is go why to I'm contradicting them. myself. Well, this is why I'm contradicting myself. But I'm thinking, imagine, imagine the chances he gets now at Spurs. Imagine the chances he would get if he was a Man City. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think he needs. I think. Well, no, he needs to leave to smash it. But I think um, he get ten times more goals for us at City than Spurs. I guess. I guess. Something we don't know if we're ever seeing Kane leave uh, Spurs, but we'll see if that's real in the future. Keith, Bruno man, Bruno fan. Yeah. So what's the reason behind his rise? So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take what uh, Lewis just banged on, as in Harry Kane's goals, assist, and his impact on Tottenham. And where are Tottenham in the league? I don't know. But Bruno goals, he's got also got assists and his impact for Man United. Because if you take away Bruno from that team, oh my days, we are so dead. But with Bruno, we're second in the league, and we're probably gonna stay there for the remainder of the season now. And you know, we might just win the Europa League as well. So, if I if think... you sorry, if if you if Bruno had just just say for the sake of it had the same injury as Van Dijk did at the same time of the season, mm-hmm. where would you reckon United would be right now? Uh, mate, I I think we'll be struggling for top eight because I've 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 seen the games where Bruno does not play and the team just looks like it's 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 missing something. You know, it's. It's kind of like when you when you go out for a walk and you forget your headphones. Yeah, mm. that's that's just how it is with when Bruno's not playing. So I think yeah, Bruno has to take it from what he did last year and what he's doing this year and how he's like how he's conducting the United team. So when he's on the pitch, we look a much better team from start to finish, and mm. we have we we probably create better chances as well. But to be fair. Kane, Kane is a, is a is a good shout, and you know he's playing really, really good, really well for a really shocking team and a shocking manager. But <laughs> the I think sorry, the I, only thing I'd argue with Bruno though is from what I've seen because obviously you see his stats, you see his goals, assists, yeah, um, incredible. Uh, gets me a lot of fancy points, even though it doesn't matter because Lewis and James are well above me in the table. Um, <laughs> But the thing where I see Bruno in a big game, fair to say, I see a lot more complaining than action. So is that something for you that he needs to have to take his game to the next level or do you disagree? No, I I disagree with that because, again, it's a team sport. So if you look at in the big games, people are looking for Bruno. But, you know, if Fred is playing dead, if Maguire is playing dead, you know, if Wan-Bissaka doesn't know what goal side is you know <laughs> you can't always like point 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 the finger at bruno but you know he does he does come in in the other games when the team is also really really good but i think in in some of the games that like when we played city you know he, he played well because the team also played well and that was a big game uh so i think in most of the big game uh, ollie usually takes the, the the defensive route when we play the big teams and that kind of kills Bruno's vibe as well. So we can't really be uh, be blaming him for that. So I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of that. People say yeah. it, go, it goes missing in the big games, but then it, it, it is a team sport. You know, he he can't always play the balls through for Martial when he's not making any runs. It but is, he, but, but I get what you mean. It's team sport, but in the case of if you want to be what we're saying is the best player, you know. 
I've seen I've seen Harry Kane a lot perform in these big games, and he does it manages uh, to be the. I'd actually disagree with you on that one. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying all the time. This but, you know, season, he's only contributed to... If you're going big games as in the big six and the teams that are above us at the moment, he's yeah. only actually contributed to a goal in four out of 12 of those this season. Or 12-13, yeah. I think it was. He's actually what, disappeared in most of those games. What, what's the recent game What's the recent game uh, Tottenham played in the league? Uh, we beat Aston Villa 2-0. Uh, and I think before that you play City, is it? Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal and Kane was a bit quiet in that game as well. He was. I uh, I I would say out of the recent games, it does look like it's because he's tired. Um, oh, but so there's, there's examples of games earlier on in the season. Uh, he's like nearly 28, but you've also got to remember Spurs have played more games than any team in Europe's top five leagues this season by about 10. Well, no, no, that, that's my problem. Is that's he's so reliable to Spurs that we don't rotate him, and it causes issues for us every season. Towards the end of the season, he has a bit of a drop off because he's clearly he he needs to be arrested. Um, hmm. and like I would say, bringing Carlos Vinicius, but we did that last game with Kane. Whereas, like you could have really said, we, we maybe should have rested Kane and let Carlos Vinicius do it on his own. I mean, he's got nine goals in nine starts for us. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think uh, this year's player of the season should be spread out. To be fair, because I, you know, you guys are right. In in terms of individual uh, performance, Kane will probably take it. I think because standalone, bearing in mind that the you know the, the the team he has, but Bruno and I, I think for the individual performance and also what he does for the team, as in he propels Man United to you know to a to another element uh, uh you know which is which which is very like obvious when bruno doesn't play so that's fair that's fair obviously it's just side chat from these two players though to introduce one more that potentially could be um ruben diaz's influence on city has been clear since he's come in um his partnership with stone's been incredible defense man city unless some disaster happens they're winning the league um, as a as most like the best player for the best team in the league, James. I know you're you're Harry Kane uh, and wanting to win, certainly so. But what is there a case for Diaz? Uh, yeah, I, I I think there definitely is. Like obviously you've you've said I I want Harry Kane to win, but obviously that's as a Spurs fan. And like both being Keith have both talked about it, how impactful they are for uh, our teams. But if we're talking about impact this season, the impact Ruben Diaz has had is definitely I, I'd say it's been more than what both Bruno and Kane has done yet like Bruno and Kane are pivotal to that team but Diaz has came in and they've shot up from like the well they're in the bottom half at the start weren't they and like he's came in he's 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 made John Stones look good which is something that's not happened for like three four seasons now and he's came in he's changed it and it, I'd safely say now I would happily put money on right now that Man City win the title like Without even seeing oh, how long yeah. there's like ten games left, I think it's clear that they've won it. They're fourteen points above Man United. 40. It's and it's you can see a lot of the teams United. around them. You can see everyone sort of dropping points really, and City quite the opposite. I don't yeah. think they might just go completely unbeaten for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like I could see them doing 
I don't know if the quadruple maybe because the Champions League has always eluded them. But I can see them getting the other trophies because like the Carabao, I have no hope for that game because I just look at it and go, if it was anyone bar City, I think I'd have a little bit of hope. But I just look mm. at them and they're they're too good at the minute and defensively they're way too good for for teams to just break them down and win. Yeah. It's, diff- it's difficult. It's, and it's going to be a good race between all three and any other one, any other players is going to show up last minute. I think for me personally, it, it will actually come down to these last 10 games because I don't think there's a clear um, clear player as a head. Probably ultimately come down to Bruno and Kane. Um, it depends what happens now because, you know, you got, as we say, we've got Bruno taking United to second in a minute. If he can finish that, take them to second um, under his influence, then he might get it where Kane, if he can fire them, back up the table not even necessarily in the Champions League spot with the way Tottenham are going but in a Europa League spot it might be good enough so we'll see how these last 10 games uh, go and we'll we'll be back actually for a award show probably in a month's time or so so we'll see how the things have changed from then hey, no, at the moment they have a little bit of hope though. they have a little bit of hope to qualify we killed that minute one we press we, we aggressive fucking chances goals and we fucking kill them man we, we fucking qualify today that's that yeah. we fucking qualify today <laughs> We're back at the international break after four months. A lot has changed since England's last game. A 4-0 win over against four nil win against Iceland. We've seen some players rise up the ranks, while some players' stock has fell as we edge closer to the Euros. These World Cup qualification games coming up are crucial for the likes of Ollie Watkins to make an impression, as well as those recalled to the side such as Luke Shaw and Jesse Lingard. Our podcast in November saw us predict our Euros 23-man squad head of the summer and with four months past, we're doing the same thing again to see how much has changed. All six of us have made our predictions, including the four here, with everyone making changes to their teams. I've kept quite close to my guns, with only three changes from the previous squad, yet the likes of James and Matt have added a bit of their shuffle with their teams, that nine changes apiece. Let's start off with the goalkeepers. Dean Henderson, six votes, everyone's voted for him. Likewise with Nick Pope, and as you would expect, Jordan Pickford with five. Now, there was one vote for another keeper, that being Alex McCarthy. Now, Josh was your one to pick him out here. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the second you said Alex McCarthy, I went, oh, it's fucking Josh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, we were supposed to have Josh here, but um, well, he's still at work, so we couldn't get him on today. Um, so he can't really explain himself for this one. And I, you know, don't really understand why. He had him in November and he's kept him in March yet. You know, if you've watched Southampton recently, you know he's actually been benched for um, Fraser Forster. So, <laughs> oh, what an idiot. So having him over, particularly Pickford, who's, you know, been at least whether you think he's our number one going forward or not, has been our number one recently. So, and he's been in good form. Keith, I will ask you this though, yeah. Obviously, Pickford's not in this squad coming up due to injury, but he will be likely in the summer. He's in our team anyway. Is Pickford your number one? Or has Pope or Henderson done enough to claim the spot? Nah, I think I think Henderson's my number one. Pickford he's a good goalkeeper, but I just think he's a liability. You know, I've I've seen him I've seen him this season have really good games, but then he, you know he needs to be benched on some occasions because he's, he's lost his head and stuff like that. So for me, I don't know. 
we, we don't really have um what do you call it we, we don't really have a, a standout goalkeeper so even all, all three of them that you named there, Pope, Henderson, Pickford, the, they're all not amazing goalkeepers, but... Not Henderson at least, yeah, anyway. Obviously, he's got potential to be. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think I, I would much, much rather have either Pope or Henderson ahead of Pickford for me. I mean, only thing I'd argue there, really, I mean, you, you mentioned about how he had to be benched. I think he's been benched once properly um, and he's came back, and that was around January or something, because since then he's improved his forms improved massively and you got can't argue every time Pickford's put on an England shirt he hasn't really let the team down yeah yeah I was gonna say that Pickford's one of them uh players where he, he's amazing for his country um and a bit iffy for his club yeah and plus I mean Pope plays for Burnley so it's sort of a hard ask getting judging by his point and obviously Henson's had games recently due to De Gea mm. going back to Spain uh, for his baby, but it's not enough. If he's regularly starting for United, you give a chance for Penzen to win the job, but not for me. Yeah, but even even going from last season uh, with Henderson at Sheffield United, you know, he's, he was still a good goalkeeper. Oh yeah, there's no debate it, in that. It, it, it's still a good goalkeeper. He he made a few mistakes, like they all make mistakes, but I think Pickford is a bit more rush. In, in, in terms of when he makes his mistakes, like it usually costs the team uh, points or, you know, games. But then again, you did say he's really good for England. So hmm. that, that might be the, the little different spark. But then again, Euro's coming up. We get to face somebody in the semifinals. Do I really want him in that? I'm not quite sure because I don't know. He, he might just do something silly and then we're down. We're down to ten men, so I don't know. True, but I mean, we got to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you had the—it wasn't the semi-final. He played a, he couldn't stop any of the two goals really, from what I remember against mm. uh, Croatia. But obviously, that before we actually conceded in the end against Colombia, if you remember that shot from about thirty-five yards that was going top corner, that Pickford oh, somehow saved before, which gets yeah, so underrated, amazing. so yeah. underrated because they scored literally the corner after. But yeah. imagine that won us a game. How incredible. James, what were you going to say, sir? I, I think the thing that separates them for me at the minute is, like, with Pickford's faults, the one thing he's consistently good at is shouting at defenders when they make mistakes and sorting his line out. We've seen mm-hmm. a little bit of that from Henderson this year, but obviously he's a bit younger, so it's a bit you don't see it as often. And you do see it from Pope, but he's a Pope's a very different style of goalkeeper. He's very much a classic goalkeeper. He's Pickford's just sweeper, which is what you kind of want to see for England a bit more at the minute. So I think that ability to command a defence, which defence is probably our weakest area in the England team. Mm. That, that's why he's in for me, because I think it's that'll help kind of gel a little bit more and maybe solid up at the back. We're going on to start talking about defence now. Before I forgot to explain earlier, I did make um, everyone pick their team based on the fact that we will be playing a five or three at the back, whatever you want to call it. Even though I was working yesterday, but do we even play a five at the back? <laughs> Sorry. No, I we, we played, played four. But it, was, it was San Marino, to be fair. Like, if <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, playing five yeah. at the back against that, you deserve to be sacked. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but the expectation is we are going to play either a five, two, two, one, five, three, two, whatever it's going to be. Um, so, yeah. This is the indication that we're going to be playing three centre-backs at one time. So let's go through the votes. Only person to get six votes at the centre-backs 
Is someone who got no votes last time? John Stones. He had five votes for the likes of Tyrone Mings, Connor Cody, and Harry Maguire. With the last spot going to Carl Walker with four votes, who are classed as a centre back in this system. What? So, <laughs> so the likes of Aaron oh, Creswell with three oh. votes, um, who actually, so we actually did have a draw between three votes, as I said in our group chat as well. There's three players with three votes, and we'll get to them throughout the team. And we went for the player with the highest amount of caps because I think that's the fairest way to do it. Go for the So Creswell misses out. Dawson, Luke Aylin, and Michael Keane with one vote apiece. <laughs> I don't know why you... I know you're confused about Creswell, but he hasn't had a call-up since 2016. So... Doesn't matter. Hold on, we're getting to... Let me ask you this. So Creswell, unlucky with the three votes there. Lewis, seeing him for West Ham week in, week out, why should he be considered for the Euros, considering he hasn't been called up to the team since 2016? First of all, it doesn't matter that he hasn't been called up because <laughs> Lingard got called up. Lingard got called up as well and he's bloody tearing it up. Um, but um, Cresswell, uh, he's been so solid and he's he's good for... He's got a fair few assists behind him as well. Um going to expect Shaw to play down that left-hand side anyway. Cresswell has played in that centre-back position. He's played in the position of, of working with uh, Masawaki when he uh, has been fit as well. Masawaki, that is. So Cresswell is more than capable of playing in that position. And if anything, like what we've no- well, what I've noticed and West Ham fans noticed, Cresswell was better in that centre-back position covering the left-back or the left-wing-back, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think he'd actually be perfect for our lineup. I really do think he would be. Um, I'm looking at his team and I'm thinking, from my expectation, you have, uh, what's his name? Tyrone Mings can play the left centre back role. Harry Maguire could play that as well. You've got Connor Cody, would be suitable for the middle. Stones could play there as well, or play on the right. So you could probably use with another right centre back. So that sort of worked well for Carl Walker being there. Also, his experience as well. He hasn't, as he, he might have missed one call could, up or something, but other than that, that, he's been. And you could say that, but then if you start looking at uh, strengths in our team, it's mainly an attack. A walker always bombs forward. And obviously, his pace helps him when he tracks back. I don't, I don't think a defensive uh, defense is a walker's strength. I've never rated the player, which is probably why I'm getting so angry about this. But I think I think Cresswell should really <laughs> I think, uh, be be considered. I I want to say I picked Cresswell over Walker, didn't I? You. I don't think I. Yeah, picked you Walker. did. Yeah, you picked yeah. Cresswell Walker. See, like while I'd prefer Cresswell just on form at the minute, I can understand the Walker choice because while Lewis says he bombs on when he was playing centre back, he didn't do that so much. And mm. with the fact that our right backs do bomb on a lot anyway. Having someone that is covering at right centre back that's got his pace for recoveries, that is that did help us a lot in the last World Cup, and I think that it could be the right decision. To be fair, for the England side, uh, just on the the fact that you look at our centre backs, a little bit of pace in there to help with recoveries behind in a defence that is prone to making mistakes could be a really good thing. Plus, obviously, you see Chelsea play a similar system. Um, 
to obviously be in the five at the back. And you have Azpilicueta come in that right centre-back role, which has helped him and James. Obviously, if you this is going off whoscored.com, but if you see the team of the season currently, Azpilicueta is in there as a centre-back because of his influence. Spurs used so, to do the same thing when we used to play uh, Vertonghen, Alderweireld and uh, Sanchez. Like Either Vertonghen would cover the left or Alderweireld would cover the right as they'd both played those positions mm. before. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see with Creswell. Obviously, he's got time to fix it up, but he has his form has improved. But just quickly, staying in with you, Lewis, any explanation for Craig Dawson over the likes of Cody and Walker? Yeah. <laughs> God. <It's> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, he's an absolute merchant. He's an absolute rock. He's <laughs> a rock. Have you, seen, have you seen him play? If we take out, because I know James is going to mention his bloody own goals, but if we take out the freaking own goals... <laughs> He's so solid. He puts his life on the line for absolutely everything. And although he might be not be, might blah, might not be your typical centre back for like bloody being a big name out there, he does the bloody job. And oh, he sh- oh I'm telling you, he should be in there. <laughs> I I think the whole taking out the own goal things is a joke because that's like saying in there going, oh, if you take out Eric Dyer's mistakes, he's a top centre back. No. Like no, the mistakes are there, the own oh, goals are there. Yeah. He's done them. Like yeah, you have to yeah, own them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, obviously, John Stones has been on fire for City these past few months, as we said um, earlier. I believe it's likely Stones is playing either in the middle or the right, depending on how we look at it. Um, Sorry, I just want to get a quick point in. Just very yeah, go about go, go Dawson. Dawson, right? He's the best English centre back called Dawson that's ever existed in the game. Uh, sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa! We will not put shame on my. All right. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, sorry. put my foot down and forgive, separate you two before we get into any debate here. <laughs> leave that, leave that for the group chat. Leave that for whatever you need to. Leave it for clubs after. Um, James, going on, going to talk about John Stones over six six votes. Playing, in my opinion, if I'm looking at this team right now, how I want it to line up, it could be with him in the middle with Carl Walker and Harry Maguire next to him, which would be the same as we had in the World Cup uh, two, two, three years ago. Considering Diaz has elevated the performance of Stones this, these past few months, can Stones elevate the performances of these two players or whoever's next to him? In uh, a- I do think if we were doing a five at the back, that would be the three centre-backs that would make sense the most to me. I know, obviously, I didn't pick Walker, but like it to me, it makes sense that Walker would be in the team anyway next to Stones and Maguire. And... Yeah. I, I, I don't think Stones will elevate Maguire this season. I think Maguire's had a decent season. I actually I think he's he's doing a lot better than what people make out that he's doing. Um, I think having like a rock like Maguire, I know it sounds weird saying that, could be helpful <laughs> for Stones, who does like to pass it around a bit more and maybe push a little bit further forward. And then with a pace of Carl Walker behind him, it, that, that could help, yeah. But you've got two centre-backs that are playing reasonably well in the Premier League, and I think Kyle Walker maybe being next to them, yeah, that could help him. We'll see if that is the likely centre-back trio going forward. Um, disappointed no one actually mentioned concert uh, there, but, you know, we'll see. His performance has gone the radar this season. We'll see if there's any chance he can get in a squad. Potentially the 30-man preliminary squad before the tournament, but we go on to win back. Six votes again for one player, and again the player that didn't make get any votes last time. I'm actually sorry, he got one vote from Keith. Keith saw a vision for him. That was Luke Shaw. Trent Alexander-Arnold, despite not making 
the recent England team makes this one with four votes. So does Rhys James with four. And this was the one where three votes that beat Creswell and someone else we'll get to later, Ben Chilwell. These are over the likes of Kieran Trippier, who had two votes, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka with one. So Trent manages to get in, despite not making Southgate's squad. I want to hear a face-off between James and Keith. Now, James took Trent out of his team this, this time, alongside Josh, while Keith and the rest of us kept faith. So I want to hear from the both of you for your reasons why. I'll start with you, James. Why is Trent out of your team? For me this season, I know obviously Liverpool had a lot of injuries. Um, so that can obviously impact his performance as well. But even when they had that fully fit team, it was against Aston Villa when they lost 7-2, was it? Trent, yeah. Trent played in that game. They had nearly a full, fully fit team that game. And that was one of the worst footballing displays I've seen from a player ever. And that was Trent. He was absolutely awful. He was never in the right position. He was basically playing right wing the entire game, even though that's where they went down every single time. He even got subbed off for a youngster that game. And it's happened a few times this season where he's been subbed off for a youngster because he's genuinely just been awful. Um, and I think it's harsh sometimes to look at form and go, yeah, you need to get players in on form because sometimes you do need those big names with the experience as well as players in form. But I think this year, with how bad he's actually been, it's just not worth taking him. Like, there's so many good right backs we've got. We've got Reese James, we've got Kieran Trippier, we've got Wan Bissaka, who doesn't fit the system, but he's a good right back. There's so yeah. many options we've got. I think it's hard for me to say we should take Trent while, it, while he's like this. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it is hard. The reason I kept him in with Trent, obviously he can, he can. He's arguably the best right back in the world. Obviously he hasn't shown it at all this season. But can he regain his form? I think this is going to be the kick up the arse he needs over the next 10 games that he didn't make this team to work as hard as possible, show his best in the Premier League, but especially the Champions League uh, to help Liverpool try and get through to a semi-final exit against Chelsea. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But by form, I can honestly say, I mean, I don't watch a lot of La Liga and Kieran Trippier didn't necessarily stand out in the games against Chelsea, but I would have him over. But we'll see. Keith, you kept uh, Trent in your team. Yeah, man. What's the, what, what, why you kept the faith? Well, is it, Trent is the best right back in the world. You can have, you can have an, uh, an off season. We, we always have to bear in mind this guy's only 22. Like, he's it, 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 still... He's still learning that, that his game, and he's going to build. He's going to become even more consistent. Uh, but I think if he, if hopefully, if he's fit for summer and he's on that team, and he plays well and he get, he gains his confidence, uh, I think he'll be he, he'll be just the, the the game changer for me. Like who else can play right back? Kieran Trippier. Oh, I don't know. He's been banned, isn't he? He's been banned from, <laughs> from football. Uh, back now, got, he's back now. Yeah, we've got Wamba Saka again in that position. It, it is great recovery um, with, with tackling and stuff. But when it, when it comes to putting balls in the, in the box, I think he, he's the one that we need. We'll be picking up Kane all the time. Kane will be scoring. That'll be the delight. And we're, we're going to bring football back. But, you know, we have to take him. We have to take the best right back in the world. I think the problem I have with Trent is that he may be one of the best right backs in the world. He's not he's not great as as a defender. 
I don't think I can trust him in defence. But this is one of the reasons why against, I might against... have him. Just if oh, I go... the... so, hold so, on, hold on. on. But this is this is why because we're playing. If we're playing wing backs next season, he does have a bit more freedom compared to having being in the back four for Liverpool. Mm. But when we get so, to the later stages, that that those no, wing back so, positions are going to be more defensive wing yeah, back positions. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. that's why Jake so Rich James comes in. Trying, but, but then this one I'm trying to true. But then this one I'm trying to say is that when we're playing against the lesser like the lesser good sides, yeah, fine, play Trent, whatever we can get for get some goals. When we're playing against the likes of Germany and Portugal, I I wouldn't trust him. I don't feel I would no. trust him at all. No. No, but uh, you, you you know you know what, Steve, with, with England, we we have no good defenders, right? We have no good defenders that can fully defend the team. Our best way is to go and attack. So if I'm playing Germany, yeah. okay. if I'm if I'm playing Germany, they're gonna come at us hundred miles an hour. But if we go at them, tell me we're not scoring five goals right. if we so, if we go after and this them. This is the thing, and I don't yeah, know and this is the hours. thing, and I don't think I don't think Southgate will be will be the one to say, look, let's let's bring the game to him. I don't think I agree. I don't think that'll be the game plan. There's, there's a reason we play five at the back, it, and it's a exactly. manager. It yeah. if like if oh. I obviously I know I'm not a manager, but I'd be playing four at the back in that England team with the attacking talent that we've got because you go at teams with. Kane, Grealish, Sterling, Rashford, Mount, Sancho. all of those, all oh, of those big names. Yeah, Sancho, all of those in. If, if you've got four at the back, you've got more on the pitch. You can go at a team and you can swarm a defence and you'll get goals no matter what. But we don't do that. We sit back. And that, that, that's why Trent, for me, wouldn't go is because of the manager that we've currently got. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I get that. But like, that's why we're playing five at the back, right? To give, to give people like Trent a little bit more freedom, no? But this is uh, the thing. That, what we're trying to say is that he's not going to have that freedom because we're yeah. going to invite the pressure. Yeah. There's not going to be an attack from us. We're going like, to be inviting the pressure. We play five at the back, uh, from what I've seen, as because our defence is the issue, so we add more players. It's a, it's a similar thing to what Mourinho does. He just chucks more defensive players there mm. to try and defend, and it doesn't work because we haven't got the defenders for it. Oh, man. Right, I think I think I think we need to make another segment. Get Southgate out. That's what, <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> I think we could talk about that for ages. Do we bring in and all that? But we will. We don't all quite have the time for that. We'll go. We're going to move on quickly because we forgot to talk about Luke Shaw. Six votes to himself. He's keeping Nusa and Alex Tellers out of the team. Lewis, you quickly explain what the explain the rise in his performance for me. Honestly, I don't know where it's come from. Like he's he looks the the player that Man United bought for thirty five million all them years ago. Um, I don't know what it is. he's obviously changed something. How um, old is he, by the way? Because he's I feel like he's been on for ages, but he's like twenty four, twenty five, isn't he? No, he's not. Uh, you know I think he is about twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty five. Um, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's done, but he, he is looking absolutely solid this season, and he he is a player I would trust uh, down that down that wing side. And I think um, I think he's got a start. To be honest, I think even if Cresswell did did, did make the team and he could play left wing back, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, sure's got a start. Again, for him, obviously, we've seen um, is it really the issue compared to Trent? We've seen Luke Shaw can defend to a decent level, attacking wise. Obviously, we said. Um, Ben Chilwell only got three votes here. But would you say in a win-back role, Ben Chilwell can offer more? Or would you still go for Shaw? 
Oh, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Yeah, I'd go for Shaw 100%. I've, I've watched a few Man United games this season. He's really good going forward as well as at the back. Hmm. Chilwell was a liability as well, you know. Hold on, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with Shaw. I, I, I'd, I'd agree, especially on form. I think Shaw is um, nah, would be my choice as well. Let's be truthful. Chilwell's a great left. Chilwell's good for dead ball scenarios and crossing the ball. Everything else is dead, fam. He can't defend. I saw one Chelsea game and he looked so confused. <laughs> I don't know. He's, a, he's just right. I think he's found his feet a bit after a while, but he's he's yeah. getting, especially if in the last month he started to. I think gaining grips is win back role, and I think he's doing all right. But you yeah. just have Alonso just going having his attack into space, um, playing striker from left wing back. But <laughs> fucking crazy. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Sure, six votes like to play. We're going to the midfielders in centre midfield. Now I've included some of these um, attacking options. I asked for three proper, not the attacking centre mids. So you like seeing Mason Mounts were included. But we've included some here. So some might not be involved in this. So, for example, Jack Greenish is coming in the attacking section next. Um, so don't worry. But six votes. We've got the likes of Jordan Henson, Declan Rice, Mason Mount, and Phil Foden. Arguably should have been attacking up as well, but all got six votes. James Ward Prowse with five votes. Only one person didn't vote for him. Was that you, Keith? Yes, it yes. was. Yes, sir. Um, we had James Madison, the third person. Missing out with three votes at the team. Just it was Chilwell on a caps basis. Okay. It's not me being my Chelsea bias. It's the way I did it. Um, it of course Matt can't defend himself for this one, but Oliver Skip with one vote. Ollie Skip, <laughs> good what, player, but you know, God, absolute th- God. We'll probably see him in these squads for the future, but you know, not not in not now. Um, Calvin Phillips with one vote, and Alvin surprisingly, Phillips. I did. I mean, he's in this. He's all right. I didn't vote for him. It was Keith, but (laughs) absolutely, I I didn't think it's a bad shout. But no one voted for this guy. And to be fair, I didn't vote for him at first because I forgot about him. Well, no, we're actually getting to him. He's in the attacking section. But Jude Bellingham. No one voted for Jude Bellingham. I I, well, I mean, I I thought about him and then went no. Uh, he, he even <laughs> he, he looked pretty crap against San Marino last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, he's one where we'd, obviously we said about Skip being in future squads. Bellingham's definitely going to be in future squads. Going uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, just not his time yet. Again, twenty-three man squad is hard to fit everyone in. Doing great for Dortmund this season. Hey, keep it up, and he'll be in the World Cup squad for um, for Courtois, which isn't too far away actually. But let's start with James Ward-Prowse now. Getting well-deserved praise for everyone. Five votes, apart from Keith, obviously. James, what makes Ward Prowse an integral part of the England squad? Not necessarily the starting lineup, but in the squad. Thinking about this, you've probably asked the wrong person as soon as he only made my squad because you made me take an attacking player out. Um, so it's <laughs> a hard one. As a, as an actual centre midfielder, he 100% deserves it. Like if you if if you are because obviously we will take us back up as a centre mid or something. With the way he's played this season, he does deserve it. And like it's always someone good to have in the squad as well because he's consistently good at free kicks. Um, which who else in our England squad is consistently good at free kicks? I mean, the guy guy will probably make the team somehow. Um, 
Eric Dyer is probably our like next best option. <laughs> yeah, no, Mason Mount, Mason Kieran, Mount could hit a Kieran, Kieran Trippier, obviously as well. Um, oh yeah, of course. Trent, Trent, don't forget him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah South, the, I think the, Southgate's forgetting him to be honest. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think Ward Prowse is he's reliable. I think that's what the the main thing is about him. He, he can come in and do a job, and he can play further forward if we need him to as well. He can play further forward. He can even play. We've well, seen for Southampton. He's played right back this season. Yeah, he, he's, he's versatile. And in a twenty-three man squad, you need some players with a, a bit of versatility, and I think he does fill that role quite well. I, I think he's a great character as well. Like you've seen him throughout the team. Yeah. His influence on Southampton, seeing him through the England's, um, all the through the youth teams, like Jordan Henson's been. He's you know, a great player. And we, do you think for him, if he, could you reckon he could get a, a top six move ever? Before we quickly move on. Um, yes and he's... no. I feel like, I don't know if he's quite good enough. Like he's, he's on the cusp. He's like on that. You could see him at someone like Tottenham, but I couldn't see him at someone like Man City. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, you could put him in Arsenal's team right now. Oh, yeah, comfortably. Obviously, obviously, I don't know why I, I talked about top six. That's not fucking not a top six. Anymore, we'll, are they? we'll take yeah. him. We'll take him. <laughs> yeah, you take him over Fred. I'm, I'm tired of Fred, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go move on. Now, Mount Foden, um, we haven't talked about him yet, but as you would expect, Grealish. They all receive six votes, right? All tremendously talented young midfielders. Um, but we know our formation, you're likely going to be seeing the likes of Rice play, Henderson, probably Sterling, you'd assume as, assume as a chewing, and obviously Harry Kane. This is a big game. He's going to play any. Um, probably leaving them one spot for those three. So, Lewis, who's claiming that spot for you? If it's a big game. Let's just say quarterfinal against Germany. Yeah. Um, Foden. I think the reason I've picked Foden is because he plays with mad confidence. Um, and I think that's kind of what we need in this team. Um, there's only a few, few players in the team. Uh, well, I say there's only a few players in the team that uh, got mad confidence. But I think Foden's definitely up there. For a player of his age, he's already skilling players up and whatever. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll choose him. I don't know. The thing is, when I watch Mount, I know he's against San Marino, but he did look proper quality and he did create chances, which you know, will just, be needed in the team, especially, just especially the with our minutes. strike force. Yeah. All right. Um, but especially, <laughs> with our, especially with our strike force, maybe Mount. Because he can, he could be that creativity. But oh, I, I mean, out of the man. three, obviously, obviously, slightly different positions for all three. Mount had the versatility to play. If we're if we got the you know defending the league with twenty five minutes to go, Mount can drop into the into a three. While he's obviously still attack. There's something that probably especially Grealish couldn't do really, but Foden probably can do either. But oh, I, I get the argument with Foden, where if you put him in that team, you know, starting from minute one. That link up with Sterling, the club, gone pretty well so far this season. So, you know, link that up at international G could work wonders. But James, what are you going to say? Uh, I, I was actually going to say, like, I'd, I'd go with Grealish on the basis of, like, I've seen, he's been really versatile for Villa when he has played this season. He's played on the left wing. He's played like that kind of uh, number 10 behind the striker. 
But hmm. there's also been quite a lot of games where he's played a lot deeper, uh, almost basically in, in the same kind of position as your John McGinn uh in in that kind of just central midfield role like not uh, not an attacking one he's been one creating kind of not not chances per se but you know how like Luka Modric kind of plays he's setting up the yeah, ball yeah. to the assist yeah. and that was kind yeah. of what Grealish was doing for a while and you saw it hamper his goals and assists a bit but Villa was still playing well and it was creating chances for them um I'll tell you what, fair I'll, point that's a good point what I was going to say as well is that Thinking about Grealish, the amount of times that he's been fouled in the Prem this season, with our near and end has our numbers. Yeah, with England, we do, set pieces are our strong piece. We are our strongest. Um, what do you call it? Oh yeah, set pieces <laughs> yeah. are our strongest. That's so strong. Grealish playing, Grealish playing, especially Slavid. <laughs> yeah, but Grealish playing will he, he will fit the system if we're going to try and win some. Well, win free kicks, win fouls, and go from there. So maybe that that would be his his strength in the team. Is I mean, I don't think you can really lose either all three of them. You want to obviously try and get all three in the actual team, but it's pretty impossible. That, that's why for me, I think the the formation change is something that we that we need to do. And it's like the the one that we saw against San Marino is one that I'd like to see more often, even against the bigger teams. And I think Jack Grealish is actually the reason that I'd want to see the change. Um, just like the idea of him being behind Kane and maybe having like a four-two-three-one with like Rashford, Sterling, Rashford, uh, Foden, Sterling, Foden, etc. All of those choices. You got Sancho as well, but Jack Grealish is the one that for me like would just sit in that slot behind a striker, and I think it would be hard for anyone to knock him out on how he's been this season. I think it would just change how the team plays, and that's why I want to see us play more that kind of football. Grealish playing for Villa. Obviously, he plays against, you know, the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, whatever. But can consider Foden and Mount play against Champions League team. We see their quality on the big stage. Mm. And also, what, what I was going to say was the fact that Grealish isn't a part of this team. He's only been in one setup so far, if I'm right, or two. But I know he properly played November games. Could this could he miss an out on the ease international games coming up? Obviously, one we played against San Marino recently and the two coming up. Campers' chances of being that start off with the likes of Madison and Foden trying to claim the position and then playing in big games as well? I, I think the position belongs to Foden. He's, he's, he's the best player when it comes to opening defences. And I think Harry Kane would be so happy to have Foden in that team. But one person I, we missed out, we had three votes with James Madison. Unlucky to get in. But obviously, again, with the likes of Mount Greenish and Foden. We all agree those three should be on the plane. But Keith, for you, why has James Madison missed out? Is it know, just he... a lack of places, or? Yeah, I think I think out of the players that you named out, like you know Mount, Foden, Grealish, I think they're just that like, one level ahead of Madison. I'm not I'm not knocking Madison; he's a brilliant. Player. Oh no, yeah. Uh, and but when you when you then say going in for that number number ten ish role. Yeah, he's fighting a losing battle there. I think I think those three are like a level ahead of him. Maybe if he had played a lot more this season and played a lot a lot better, maybe that could be a discussion between him and Grealish. But I think just looking from this season, those three are just that one level ahead of him, and he's he's kind of unlucky because he's he's a good player. 
Mm. Yeah, it'd be, think... be in most teams international in, in their squads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, like like you guys said, very well there. Those, those three are just a different breed of player. And I think mm. they're, they're, they're better than Madison. You've got to go back to versatility as well, isn't it? Because Foden can play on the right, Grealish can play on the left, and Mount can play, like you say, he can drop in and help defensively, whereas Madison seems... I know it sounds a bit harsh to call him like a one-trick pony, but he's got a, <laughs> yeah, he's got a spot that he plays. It's the same as Deli Ali. He can only play that number ten spot. Madison can only play that attacking midfielder spot. Yeah, I get you one hundred percent. This, who knows if Madison keeps taking his game stride for stride. Obviously, you know that's the same with if Grealish and Foden and Mouch keep going as they are. But we'll see where it takes Madison in the future. But, but I know he's got a, got injury at the moment. That's why he might not have been called up for this. For this squad, so really hampered his chances to impress under Southgate so far. But we go on to the attackers now. As we said, Grealish got six votes. Couple surprises here, to be fair. Raheem Sterling got five. That was Matt. Yeah, I think just not liking Sterling, not voting him in. Um, Jen Sancho got in, but with four votes, which was a bit of a shock for me. Um, Jesse Lingard. Was he, those three made it. Jesse Lingard didn't get in with one vote, and another person who got one vote, the same we did last time, Bukayo Saka. Now, as I said, a lack of love for Sancho, despite another strong campaign for Dortmund. Looking at who scored.com, he's got six goals, nine assists, and a 7.57 rate. This is in the Bundesliga. That's not bad, is it? Judging off that, I mean, I'm I, again, I'm not claiming I watched the Bundesliga, so I can't say I've watched him. Apart from the uh, Champions League games, but now James, you didn't select Sancho. Explain your reasoning. Is it is it just because we were talking about his poor form for the club before? Sorry, his poor form at international in the chat when you when you made this shocking allegation. Is that the reason why? And is there further you can explain on it? Uh, it yeah, it, it's yes, he's been he's been good for Dortmund, but he's been he's been good for Dortmund for a, a while now. Um, but we just haven't seen it for England. He keeps getting picked. And I think sometimes a player needs that extra kick where he just gets dropped from his country. And sometimes that spurs him on to really go, oh, I need to up my game. And I, that's all that I think Sancho needs is just a little bit of a kick. Because when I have seen him for England, he hasn't... He's had the odd, like, good game, but he seems to very much pick up the ball, run at a defence, lose the ball. Um, and that, that seems to happen nearly every single time I've seen him play for England. And I just want to see a little bit more. I think there's other players that maybe deserve a chance or deserve a start that have been playing for England anyway. Uh, that's it, purely it. It's not ability. I just think he just needs a little bit of a kick. You say that obviously we didn't have a chance you didn't have a chance to give him a kick uh, this time around because he was injured so there was no chance to do so. But given it is the Euros surely there's that's not the time. But then you look Would at you the say? players that we've got that can play on the wing We've all said we want to see Grealish there. He can play on the wing. We've all see, said we want Foden. Rashford and Sterling are surely two players that you'd want to take. You've mm. then you've got four options there. Do you really want to just keep taking more wingers? It's um, it's difficult, isn't it? I I hundred percent get what you mean, but it's just like you, obviously Sancho is going to be a huge part of this England team going forward as well. You know, he's a hundred possibly a hundred million pound player when he when we see what his transfer is going to be like once he leaves Dortmund. You know, I just can't see a player of that caliber missing out personally. 
I think it's just the issue is we've got so many attacking options for me, and it's hard to pick. Um, like I obviously I picked Saka, but the, the, like he's also can do a bit of defensive work, and like it was between Saka and Sancho for me, and I picked Saka just because again I've said this a few times, but versatility in a in a small squad is always helpful, and I think we've got a lot of wingers having Sancho okay? who can only do one position. Are you okay? <laughs> Oh, James, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say to that. You, you said you pick Saka over Sancho. Only oh. because oh, like he can offer more defensively and we've got a lot of options. I think this season Saka's been phenomenal. We've, we've got Show and Chilwell at the back. Uh, yeah, and, and I didn't want Chilwell. In James's squad, he picked... Um, sorry, uh, he picked yeah, Creswell as a centre-back option, having James and Trippier for the right and only had Shaw. Oh, yeah. Lord. So, so I had I had Saka as an option to sense. play multiple positions. Yeah, for, if you look at the whole squad that I picked, Saka made more sense, I think, for me than Sancho would. The thing is, I think. Um, but I know you said Saka can also do a defensive. Did you say San- Saka could do a defensive job? Yeah, yeah like as as back. as a wing back in a back five, not in a back four. Oh no. Yeah, but then, but then with that logic, we're then going to be way too defensive if if that's. Well, obviously, Southgate is going to probably go for that, but I think that's way too defensive. And I mean, this is probably a question for later on. So, if you don't want me to ask it, Dino, then fine. Did you pick Sterling? Uh, I did pick Sterling. Yeah. Would you? So you'd rather have Sterling than Sancho? I think Sterling, while he's missed some sitters for England, he's offered more for England than Sancho has. I'd argue if you watch when you watch the England games. And you consider, obviously, I don't think he had the Brexit World Cup, but you consider the games from the whatever the first friendly or qualifying game or Nations League game afterwards. I think Sterling's probably been our best player in English shirt. But you, you actually look at the Nations League this season. Sancho hasn't scored and he's got six appearances. He's had one assist. The thing is, and this happens every time I watch him, that he has he he's so good again in the right positions then when it, when it comes down to the final ball it's just such a big weakness of him i think we as a team in the euros we're going to need to take our chances and i don't think sterling's going to be that player to do it and i think he will be the player to he's that type of player that brings out the defenders to give more room for the strikers which is bloody amazing because that's what you want for Harry Kane and whatever but then when it comes down to when he's got the ball and he needs to do something with it don't know man so this is where I think Sancho should come in because I feel like he can do both so you you look at this so you look at the Euro qualifiers that we played over the last year uh Sancho's played one game less than Sterling for England right Sterling has six goals more and four assists more I think a big part of where with Sterling, it gets obviously because everyone sort of seems to complain about Sterling, always does something wrong and it blows up. Yet you always see, come the end of the season, Sterling's near enough in the top five for goals, right? He's near pretty much, you know, apart from like Ruben Diaz, who never gets rotated, but, you know, with pet rotation, Sterling's probably one of the least players that gets rotated about. And I'll probably get proven wrong with that somehow, but. That seems to be the case anyway. Sterling's always seems to be a, one of the most reliable players for, apart from Pep recently because he missed him out for the last couple of games. But 
So there's, always, there's got to be something about Sterling. Uh, there, think, uh, what, you like, like we said, we miss his chances, but you've got to get in those positions. Like, w- would you all say Patrick Bamford this season is having a good season? I'd say so. Where he's missed more yeah. more big chances than pretty much everyone in the entire league, but he's always yeah. in that position and he gets the goals in the end. He might miss four or five chances, but he gets a goal. And I'd rather someone that has four or five chances and gets maybe one goal than someone that has like one or two chances and gets like maybe an assist. True. I, I, I mean, I've got no problem with Sterling playing, not just getting in the team, starting. I think he's automatic, as I said earlier. Yeah. you got Rice, yeah, Henderson, know. Sterling, game, big game. I think they're pretty much locked in well. this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not debating that, but as a starter, you're not having Sterling. Yeah, Sterling starts for me, man. That yeah. guy, that, that guy's wavy. Like, it's, he's un, you know he's underrated. I think for what he does, he's not an out and out striker, and we've always known he's not a good. He, he can't shoot to save his life. <laughs> but for the for the number of goals he gets, it's just exactly. Brilliant. It's like from day one, we all knew Sterling ain't good at shooting, mm. and he's, he's still banging the goals. So yeah, I get I get why James is saying that. But I don't know, man. Sancho's also wavy, in it? Yeah. We've got, yeah. so, we got so many good options. Um, uh, yeah, that, that is the, that's the issue we've got, is options. Like like I said, Sterling, I, like, do, you, do you start Rashford? Like, surely you start Rashford, and then by that, like, you've got to start Sterling as well. But then, like, this is what I mean. Like, is, so we're saying we've got a, a bat four at five, so we've got five players available from midfield to attack. Like Henderson's obviously, assume everyone's fit. Henderson obviously plays. You want you have to have that t- defensive capability, stability. Sorry, to have, probably have Rice in. Obviously, Kane gets in, and you know, lightly you can't really replace Sterling. So again, that has that one role. I could have mentioned earlier, maybe Rashford gets in as well. But you know, I see between Rashford, uh, Mount, Foden, Grealish, all these players, pretty much one one role, isn't it? It is. You see, that's that's why I think again formation. Yeah, that's the mixed board. Maybe like a five-two-one-two could work. Uh, that's still one like, position there. See, the one thing I want to see is, like I said, I said I want that four-two-three-one, and I want Grealish behind Kane. I'd want to see Rashford and Sterling on those two wings because we know we know Harry Kane is going to drop back a bit more and try and ping in balls. If you've got Grealish with a bit of freedom, Kane with a bit of freedom, the chances that you've got going to Rashford and Sterling who are going to bomb on, we're going to be going through constantly because you know that those two are just going to run behind. And we've seen with Kane to Son this season, uh, Son running behind with Kane pinging a ball from absolutely nowhere has worked wonders. And like surely that's going to do the same with Sterling and Rashford. Well, time, time will tell. Time will tell. We can talk nice. We talk about it for a while, but we got one more section. It's the strikers section. Quite obviously, made this in. We have got three spots left. Harry Kane got six votes. Marcus Rashford obviously can count him as a striker, sort of winger role. Cat Putman striker. He's got six votes, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin with five votes. Um, other options we had here: were Patrick Bamford with one vote, and Ollie Watkins with one vote. So congratulations, Ollie Watkins, for his uh, debut goal last night. Um, lucky he's listening to this, but you know. Uh, <laughs> imagine you just get a text after so cheers boys um, so Lewis as someone who voted for all three of them Kane, Rashford, Calvert-Lewin 
Jubilee bar injury, those three names are locked in pretty much. Or is there any chance the likes of Bamford or Watkins or, you know, Tammy, Aram, whatever, uh, could do something in these next 10 games to continue to perform, score goals, force their way into the side? Or is it locked uh, in? This, uh, this is it. This will definitely be um, the, the free to, to take. It's going to be on that plane. Uh, well, I'll say on the plane. It's in bloody England anyway, isn't it, most of it? Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, that's going to be... Yeah, there's not really much to argue, to be honest. They, they're they all... I think... Kane um, and uh, Dominic Cavett-Lewin are, are must-haves, I think. Rashford is a hit and miss, but then he just... Yeah. I don't know what it is about Rashford. He just seems like the sort of player that just finds himself in the team regardless. I don't know what it is, but I think he should be going anyway. Pro- probably because he deserves to. Yeah, he's... I'll uh, bring, a, bring a Keith stuff. to back, back yeah. up your boy. Yeah, you? I think... You know, Rash, Rashford is so good. It's... Um, it's... it's, it's the, it's hard to hard, find words, isn't it? Yeah, the hard, <laughs> the hard thing. Good is. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the hard thing about him is when when he's going hundred miles an hour and he's attacking, he's really good. But recently, what I've what I've seen with him is he he's shying away from driving at players and he's killing the game or killing the counter attack. So again, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to have him in the starting. I'll have him in the team, but I don't know if he's going to start. Because I don't know if you guys have seen like some United games where you could just see him one on one with a defender and he he stops and gives it back to Shaw and and something like that and you're thinking why are you not running through? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's a hard one. He's he's my boy and I want him on the on a on a team. Like he, he he's gonna get chances. He's gonna score goals. But what what type of Rashford are you getting? That's that's the big question. True. True. I mean, as I said, th- those three names are pretty much locked in. Obviously, James, you wrote for Bamford. He could end up being the top goal scorer of any English player in the in the top division this year. Well, yeah, um, he's, he's got the same amount of goals as Dominic Calvert-Lewin right now. Hmm. So, any any chance he could work his way in? Obviously, you did vote for him, but um, I I think the way that I've I've set up with like three out and out strikers because obviously Rashford makes the attackers, but. We've seen from Southgate that he's, he doesn't really play him as striker as much. And he he does tend to take Rashford and then free strikers. Like this time you see Watkins, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and uh, Kane obviously have been called up for this international break. And mm. I, I just think, I don't I don't understand why Bamford wasn't called up, to be honest. I think he's having a better season than Ollie Watkins. Like, Watkins has had a good season. I just bit confused by the whole Bamford thing. I, I'd assumed it was because of his injury, but then he came back and played last weekend. Um, but I'd I'd take Bamford. I think he he deserves a, at least a a space with how well he's playing this season. I think I think I I'm honestly get what you mean. I think he if it, if there was a an available spot for him, I just think with the you know 23 man team that position, especially striker, where you could literally have you know in these especially you see in these formations how much a number nine has sort of escaped itself. Obviously, Rashford's not really a number nine anyway. Yeah. Um, but you could, you know, Sterling could play up top, really. Yeah, I think I think the only reason that he's made my squad, to be honest, I think he's he's in a fight for the squad, and if there was a space, he'd get it. But I think the only reason that I've picked him is because of how Southgate tends to pick his strikers. They tend to be that out and out striker. I think that's why he made mine more than anything. Fair. Um, last point about this: 
is uh, we talk about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, as you said, he's the joint top English goal scorer. Keith, if if Harry Kane got injured and Dominic Calvert-Lewin was the man to lead the line, how confident would you be in him? Uh, very confident. I, I think I think he's a good striker. Uh, you know, and I don't know if that's because of uh, Carlo Ancelotti, who's like made the team, you know, for him kind of. Uh, I think if if Harry Kane's not playing, he has to play as as an out and out striker. I think he's not as good as Kane. He doesn't have the the the, the other elements Kane has, but in in terms of being in the right position and finishing, I think again not as good as Kane. But he's he's probably our next best striker uh, behind Kane. So mm. I think yeah, I don't know. He goes, but then James did mention Bamford as well. So. Ooh. I, I do think Calvert-Lewin deserves a second spot. Oh, definitely. I think, I think it's more for him, obviously. The, the fact that I'm just maybe questioning it a little bit, even though I, you know, I agree, confident, I think he can do a job. Um, but it's just the fact that we haven't seen him in a huge situation. Obviously, he can only go as far as the Prem games. We haven't seen, obviously, yeah. Everton go far in a cup or, you know, face off against European competition and doing it. Obviously, early, you know, we've only seen Calvert-Lewin come in the Everton over the past, you know, 18 months, wherever it's been. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, time would tell. If he gets the opportunity, I'm sure he'll be he'll do a great job. But you know, he it's hard it'd be hard to replace if it was the case. A striker who's arguably, you know, at least top three strikers in the world in Harry Kane. Yeah. So. yeah and I, then being I, a captain as well. I, I think I think we should be positive, you know, let's let's keep Kane injury free. Yeah. We, we, we don't <laughs> want to be crossed. taking we don't we don't want to be taking no second choices. Like no. not not knocking those players, you know, the Premier League players are brilliant players, but <laughs> then nowhere near Kane. I yeah, well that's the problem. I think we, if you played Calvert Lewin instead of Kane, if Kane was injured, I do think we would have to back off that five at the back. Because with Harry Kane, you've got a striker that creates stuff for himself. He creates for others. Whereas with Dominic Calvert Lewin, you've you've got a very much he likes to get in the box, head it in, tap it in. A lot of his goals are very simple goals, but you have to be in that position for. And you, I think you'd need more creativity on the pitch. Whereas with Kane, you don't need that as much because he can do it himself to a degree. Over to you, boy. Chinese or German? No, oh, man, it's not really <laughs> hard, is it? Yeah, There's only one that's winner an easy here. One. Straight Chinese. I've never had a Chinese before. Wait, you're, how, you're 23, yeah? 23. You, You've never had a, never had a Chinese. Never ever had a Chinese. Yeah, Maybe. I think you'd like it. But yeah. yeah, for me, Chinese all day. 100%. Right, cool. That's it for another episode. Thanks once again for all the boys joining me today. If you enjoy our content, share it and give us a message on our socials so we're aware. At playing.offside on Instagram, at playing underscore offside on Twitter. If we're not back for the awards special in May, take care. Enjoy the beer gardens if they manage to open on time. And Peace. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. You've got to fucking die to get three points. And they're here. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm not playing mind games. I'm talking about facts. He can't take it, can he? He can't take it. He just can't take it. <laughs> <laughs>